0: This is the Breadfruit Juice podcast with Mosi and Ace. Join us to get your weekly recommended dose of talk, jokes, weird news, and other special surprises coming at you with that Caribbean vibe. I'm proud to be an ambassador and have a chance to share my West Indian culture with you. So sit down, relax, put your feet up, take it light, and enjoy the show. Because we're gonna get nostalgic, talk about my experiences growing up Caribbean, and make ruction in the place. Enjoy the show because it's gonna be real vibes. Everyone, this is Mosi.
1: And this is Ace.
0: It is great to be back. Um, so we are at we're on episode four. Um, I didn't I didn't know we would make it this far, but I'm I'm, I'm really happy that we're here. Um I know today, they keep
1: trying to shut us down, but uh we just come back.
0: We just keep coming back. today we have a really uh we've got a nice topic. We we've got an interesting topic that we're gonna be talking about. Um, I was on the train the other day riding to work and um This lady was carrying a a, a small dog. She was carrying a beagle. And uh, this was a really, really cute dog. But apparently the dog was very upset because it kept crying. Um, Eventually we found out what the issue was. The lady said that she was taking the dog to the vet. And apparently the dog somehow knew that she was going to the vet. So she wasn't very happy.
1: Wait, when you say crying, I'm going to need you to recreate with your mouth the sounds that the dog made.
0: I will not do so. Could you give a description but, then at least? The dog was whining. Oh, okay.
1: All right. Because you said dog, crying and I, I couldn't. In my head, I was picturing a dog sobbing openly.
0: So <laughs> the dog was not sobbing, but uh, she definitely was crying. And um, after after about 10 people gathered around this dog and started to try and comfort it, um, this one lady in particular really, she started baby talking the dog in, in a really, really silly, embarrassing voice. And um, it kind of got me to thinking, people really love their pets. They really, really love their dogs and their cats, their birds and their snakes. And it, it that's what kind of gave me the idea for um, the episode today. Like, why do people love their pets so much? What What is it exactly about pets that makes people love them and treat them as part of the family? Um, what we're also going to do is share a little bit of... Um, uh, cultural differences between how West Indians, how Caribbean people treat and deal with their pets as compared to to how Americans deal with their pets and how they treat their pets. So we're also going to be playing a little game of dog trivia in today's installment. And then, of course, we have uh, Ace doing Shame Bench today. He didn't tell me what, that, what he was going to be covering, so that's going to be a surprise for me as well. As it's going to...
1: I, I, I assure you, it will be some interesting things. I don't want to bum anybody out, but uh, if it's shame bench and pets, it may be a little
0: saddening. Maybe, maybe we're going to talk about people who love their pets, maybe just a bit too much.
1: Um, no, this is a you know a kid friendly show, so we weren't going to discuss that. <laughs> oh, you were talking about something else.
0: Yes, I was talking about something else there, and there's that, there's that. T- <laughs> What am I going to do with you, man? I don't know. All right. So, well, that is all coming up in just a bit. Now, we are going to jump right in. And um, as usual, this is The Pot. (music) All right. So, welcome back. This is The Pot we are going to be talking about why we love and why people love pets so much and this is something that i kind of sat down and i thought about for a while and i realized that i feel like i feel like they they personify them you know when you look at at that cute dog with the big wet brown eyes looking at you you put a personality on that animal and especially as uh, the younger the animal is the more the more we tend to get attached and the more we tend to personify, I think that us as human beings, we tend to have this need to, I mean, if you're a normal human being, anyway, you tend to have a, or you have this tendency to, you, people tend to want to, to to make these things human. And I think that's kind of a, 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 where a lot of it comes from. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think a
1: lot of it has to do with, have you ever heard a person say, I hate people. I just hate people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. T- tons of times. I hear people say stuff like, I hate people. If I could just live with my dog or my cat for the rest of my life, then I would be fine. I've heard that tons of times.
1: Yeah. I think it has something to do with, for the most part, pets are so just accepting of
0: who you are.
1: If you are terrible at your job or you s- smell or you keep food all over your apartment or you know your clothes have holes in them, Pets don't care about any of that. If you if you're bad at sending emails back to people in a timely manner, or you never you never keep your word when your friends want to go out to dinner, your pets will will always forgive you for your mistakes and they'll never judge you on any of those things. And I think for some people, that's just something they crave in humans and they can never get it. So that like unjudging just complete unconditional love that they feel that they receive from their animals. I think that's what makes them have that bond with them.
0: I can feel that. Um, you know what? I think it is too. And this is, I guess this has been my experience. I I feel like if I'm going to have a pet, I want my pet to depend on me. So I think, I think certain people have pets because it speaks to a need to, um, to take care of something or to take care of someone. I wouldn't. I don't know if I would go as far as to call it a messiah complex, but some people definitely have that need to want to take care of something. If that makes sense, they want to look after.
1: They want to nurture the animal. They want to be, uh, you know, help it grow and and give it food, give it take care
0: of its needs. Yes, they want. They want to be a. They want to be a caretaker, and that that's one of the reason I really love dogs. I love dogs. You can keep cats, but I really love dogs because of that whole dependence. And uh, that's, I know, I know growing up, dogs, dogs are probably the most popular pet, you know, owned by, you know, the people around me. People love dogs. I mean, dogs are everywhere. I remember my first dog was when I was about, my first two dogs really was when I was about 17 years old. We got one from a shelter and we bought the other one. But I remember having those memories of just having them follow me everywhere because we got them as, 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 as puppies. So they were very dependent upon me. For that support, and I was—I was really terrible. I was really terrible at taking care of them because I was super irresponsible. My mom, my mom even told me, "Listen, if we get these dogs, you're gonna have to take care of them." And I was like, "Yeah, mom, sure, sure, yeah, I'll take care of them." Never happened. I, my mom ended up cooking for my dogs all the time. I mean, I did it some of the time, but she ended up doing it most of the time. Wait, but, did you say cooking for your dogs? Yes, sir. She cooked for my dogs. It was—I remember it was turkey wings that she would boil and she would use the stock to cook rice and she would give them the, 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 the turkey wings and the rice that was cooked in, 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 in this seasoned turkey stock.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's really, that's, you know, it's funny that you say that because that's like what super, you know, like uh, foo wealthy pet owners feed their animals, usually real meat um, or like really, you know expensive breeders will use real meat and eggs and rice and stuff that's really interesting yeah. um that especially if your first dogs when you were seventeen that your your mom was just like, yep, this is dog food just yeah. food animal meat and some rice that's excellent
0: yeah, that's what it was. have you ever heard of the um have you ever heard of Ollie? I have not right so Ollie, Ollie is a subscription service where the um the the owners or, you know, the, the, the idea is it, it's pet food, but it's it's homemade pet food and it uses a lot of that same like real chicken, real beef, peas and carrots. I don't know if they use rice, but it's it's they they bill it as human grade. So I guess I could eat it if if I wanted to, but it's really meant for dogs and, and for pets. So that's one of those that's one of those things where, you know, you find all these super premium services for pets here in in the states, where you know you don't tip, you don't typically find that stuff, you know, in a place like Grenada. I don't know how it is in the rest of the Caribbean, but it even carries over into things like where the animals sleep. Obviously, Grenada is a place that's tropical, so you know your animal can afford to sleep outside year round, and whether it's outside in the in the veranda or if it has a kennel or a little house or whatever it is, but that's how you typically tend to see it. And people don't. Most people, especially if you have a big dog, they don't let the dog inside the house. Like the dog, they don't let it inside the house. If it's big, it stays outside. If it's a smaller dog, more than likely. But I know a very, very few people, I can probably count on one hand, who let their dog sleep on their bed. That's something that I never saw. And anyone who is who grows up Grenadian will tell you that you never let your dog sleep in your bed. I don't know if that's changed from since when I lived there, but that was something that was, it was understood growing up. You never let your dog sleep in your bed because it's outside, it's running around in the street. It's probably dirty. It's got, you know, whatever it's brought inside with it. Never let it on your couch, in your chairs or in your bed. Wow. Yeah, that's much different than, uh, I had tons of uh, pets
1: growing up and I can always remember they would sleep in the house. I mean, they would be outside There's times when they were outside. They, you know, they would, I think we may have had certain pieces of furniture they could be on. Um, certainly when I was older, that was the case. Um, but even friends, they had, there was one friend I had, they had this huge, it reminded me of like a, a, a Bernie's mountain dog. It wasn't that, but it's the same kind of thing. Just this huge, very furry dog. And he would just climb right up on the couch next to you. If if that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> So, what he just sat there? And he was just on you. He was, you know, how small dogs, they come up to you and they want to meet you and like put their head on you, you know, so you'll pet them and stuff. Imagine a dog the size of a small horse doing that to you.
0: Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I've seen that before with um, St. Bernard's and what's the other one? Not um, German Shepherds, Caucasian Shepherds. Those are some pretty big dogs and um, massive
1: Caucasian that.
0: shepherds. Yep, Caucasian shepherds. Have you ever? You should look it up. But Caucasian shepherds—they're—they're really big. They're really, really, really huge. They're um, um—I would say they're maybe the size of a Tibetan mastiff. Oh. um, You ever noticed that the biggest dogs are always the ones that want to cuddle with you the most?
1: Yes. When you said Caucasian shepherd, I'm immediately picturing just a white guy who watches sheep all day long.
0: No, sir. That would be incorrect. (laughs) But that that just brings me to uh, the larger discussion of of the way the difference between the the way animals are viewed or how, how I how I would see animals being treated and how they were viewed when I grew up. You know, your pet was your pet In in some cases, in a lot of cases, really. I mean, your pet was a part of the family. But for most people that I knew, your pet was just that it was your pet. It stayed outside it hardly ever, if at all came in the house, and um you know there were certain boundaries that were set up but from from what I've seen living here in New York and in the states in general, pets are more reviewed as or pets are more viewed as part of the family, which is why they have things like like pet insurance, which was something that kind of blew me away how expensive it can be to take care of animals sometimes it it's as expensive as taking care of a person
1: we We have a my wife and I used to have a cat, and this is – it sounds terrible, but it's totally innocuous. This You would never expect the cat to have this behavior. But around Christmas time one time, we were stringing cranberries with, like, a large needle, and we finished for the night. And the, I think you can probably already see where it's going, but somehow the cat got this needle, like, tried to eat it. And my wife wakes me up in the middle of the night, and she's like, there's something wrong with the cat. So, long story short, we get her to the vet, and she had tried to swallow this needle, and it got stuck in the back of her throat. God. and we had to pay something in the realm of like three hundred dollars to get that removed from her throat and the majority of the cost, I think, was the anesthetic, and they put her under you know, to do the surgery, obviously she'd be wiggling around if that were not the case. But yeah, I can understand pet insurance in the sense that it costs a lot of money for all the shots and god forbid something happens to the animal and you need to get you know medical coverage they're they're like tiny expensive people
0: $300 is cheap i've i've spoken to people who have had to do emergency surgery that came into the thousands of dollars $3000
1: $4000 that's new york city money this was a small small town vet
0: and sadly i have even i've spoken to a lady who had to put her dog down because she couldn't afford the insurance. So it was actually much cheaper to put the animal down than to give it the surgery would have needed to live a normal life, which, I mean, is really sad. But, um, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard any stories like that growing up. You know, typically if your dog is sick, then, you know, your dog just dies. (laughs) (laughs) Like Old Yeller. Old Yeller has rabies. We take him out there and shoot him. Well, I mean, it, I don't think it ever, I've never heard of anyone having to shoot their dog. And, and you know, because what is it going to do with rabies? It will just eventually die.
1: And it's the same thing if you think about something like how many times you hear a person, oh, my, my dog had uh, cancer. And so we did, you know, they do like chemotherapy or whatever radiation treatment. And it's like, Wow. Not only is that expensive, but what I mean, what quality of life is that animal having?
0: True, true. I mean, and I just I, I I always marvel at how at how emotional people get when their pet gets sick or you know, they know it's about to die. And you know, people crying these really long big tears. And I, I mean, and I get it. I've I I remember one time I was this was was this before? Yeah, this was right before I got I had two dogs and two cats. Right before I got them, one day I was in my bedroom and I saw the neighbor's dog carrying a kitten. Couldn't have been more than a couple of weeks old up the hill at the side of my house. So I thought he was going to kill it. I didn't know he was trying to take it someplace safe. So I took a rock and I, I threw this rock at this dog. I didn't hit the dog. He dropped the kitten and it rolled down the hill. So I ran and I got it and I brought it inside I put it in a box and I lined the box with tissue to keep it warm. And long story short, the kitten did not survive. It did not survive the night. It died the next day. Oh. I held it while it, it breathed its last. And even though I only knew it for about 24 hours, I felt I was so sad because oh. here was this thing that I was trying to save. And it, you know, I one, I couldn't save it, and it just I felt like it suffered for its last 24 hours on Earth. Um, you know, want people wanted to take care of and be
1: responsible for or, you know, help this helpless creature. And it was, you you know, because you scared the dog away, you thought, and, and you were you were the one responsible for helping it,
0: and you couldn't. Right. Right. So I can only imagine what it must be like for someone who has a dog for 13, 14 years. You know, maybe they had the dog when they were a little kid. And then they grow up with this animal, and then they have to watch this animal get old and eventually pass away. So yeah. I mean, I can imagine. I know people who have taken time off of work because their dog died, and they took, they 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 take they take um they take leave for bereavement for their dog. But <laughs> thinking back on it, is not that weird because that animal becomes a part of your family. And and then of course, notice that this is only for dogs. I don't really, I've never really seen someone grieve like that for a cat. And I know that cats in Grenada are universally despised because I think there's this deep rooted superstition that cats are evil and I mean not to Grenadians aren't the only ones I've ever heard say this and there's other cultures that that um, think that maybe cats are evil or they're bad luck but I do know that cats can be thieves I can tell you any number of stories where my cats actually stole food one time right out my plate right under my nose at the dinner table my mom will My mom will attest to that story. So a lot of Grenadian people that I know do not like cats. One time our cat stole a needle right off of
1: this table.
0: Why? And swallowed it.
1: Because it's insane.
0: (sighs) But I
1: I had cats and dogs my whole life. And I've never had a cat. I mean... This is what always happens. Anytime I discuss this with anybody, dogs are the greatest. It's true. but There's always one person that says, my cat, but my cat, my cat does this. And I feel there's something about a cat, a cat person versus a dog person. I feel like I don't know anyone who's a cat person that I'm super close with. I feel like it says something about who you are. This isn't to disparage them. I'm just saying I don't have a ton in common with a person who says the greatest animal is the cat, the domesticated house cat.
0: I think it's hilarious that some people that you never expect to be cat people are cat people. Like I know really, really tough guys who like big, tough guys who really like they love them. Some cats, they love to snuggle with cats. And it's it's weird. It's it's the weirdest thing Uh, sometimes you always i feel like dog people they're they're kind of the same they have a lot of the same characteristics but then when it comes to cat people they're super different like you can't really you wouldn't really be able to find something in my experience anyway something in that these people have in common or like a common thread or a common vein across these different people i don't know what your experience has been but that's that's been my experience you know and i don't hate cats they're, they're okay But if you, like I said, I want my pets to depend on me. Like, that's why I have pets. I don't need my pets to be independent. If I wanted that, I wouldn't have a pet, you know?
1: Yes, I've always found that cats, it seems like, oh, the dog, he's always excited to see you. He wants to be a part of whatever you're doing. You know, he'll ask you, can you give me some food? Can we go for a walk? Can we do something? And the cat is just expects you to do things for them. It's like, I need a scratch right now. Scratch right here. But if you're like, hey, can I scratch you? The cat turns and like jumps away or tries to claw you. Like, I don't want to be touched right now.
0: Although I've had my experience where cats, I I met this one cat that was actually very much like a dog. He was very, very affectionate. I was visiting with a friend of mine. And I think it was was his girlfriend's cat. And this cat's name was Bo, which incidentally was the name of my first dog. This cat, I was at the, I was in the kitchen and the cat jumped up on the, on the stool, the bar stool next to me. And he kept touching me, kept putting his paw on me. I looked at the cat and I'm like, yo, Joe, your cat is touching me. (laughs) And Joe goes, yeah, I think, I think Bo's gay. So I'm like, (laughs) he's like, I think my cat's gay. He likes you. I'm like, all right, cool.
1: I don't, I I don't, I don't know how to respond to that.
0: There is, there is no response to the gay cat that kept touching me. It's all right, though. I mean, he seemed cool, and he didn't make any inappropriate advances, so it it was fine. But I will never forget that cat. This was a couple of years ago, so the cat's probably dead. But um, <laughs> one of the coolest cats in my life. I like that. Ending. A couple of years ago, the cat's probably dead. That's probably dead. I mean, we all we all die. We all die, I mean, except obviously people who I feel like, like if, I, if I had a dog that died and a cat that died, I'd probably feel it more for the dog. Sorry.
1: You know what's happening now is while people are listening to this, they're drafting furious emails or tweets to send to our...
0: We're dividing the listenership.
1: Yes, they're, they're forming groups saying, how dare you? And I just want to explain and just say this again. I don't n- not like cats. I just prefer dogs, and I've had some 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 good experiences, but some also some really bad experiences with cats.
0: All right, so that is a perfect segue into our next section uh like last week's episode, we're gonna be playing a little game. It's gonna be some dog trivia i'm gonna I have a, a series of 10 questions. Some are, most are multiple choice and a couple are true and false. And I'm, I'm going to be asking my dear co-host some of these questions, and he's going to answer these questions. I'm going to see how much he gets correct. You said something about a perfect segue? <laughs> I did. No, you said it.
1: I, in my head, heard an excellent pun. It it just blew right by you. Did
0: you know puns are the lowest form of comedy? That is not true sarcasm
1: is the lowest form of of comedy. Do you know that, let me get up on my little historical soapbox here. Did you know that they used to, like, I think this was during the Enlightenment time period, like, puns were like the height of comedy. If you could have, like, do those plays on words, like, people would come from miles around just to hear your delightful puns, or as we sometimes call them nowadays, dad jokes. Can you imagine The highest rungs of society, of intelligentsia, telling each other dad jokes and people saying, bravo,
0: bravo. I am so glad I was not alive during that time. But that's an interesting uh, little aside. And I think that's something we should probably explore in another episode.
1: Yes, I do, too. We'll go back and we'll time machine it.
0: We'll jump back. So. We're gonna jump into this next um section and it is it's gonna be dog trivia. I don't have a name for for, for our segments yet when we we you know we play games and do stuff like this, but I'm gonna come up with something. And maybe you guys can come with come up with something like a name to call it this the these segments where we play games, but I'm just gonna jump right into it.
1: Just don't go too rough on me.
0: Oh god, get out <laughs> get out. So question one. What is the maximum estimated number of words that certain dog breeds can learn? And this is a multiple choice question. So is it 50 words? Is it 150 words? Is it 1,000 words? Or is it 300 words? 50. That is incorrect, sir. It's 1,000 words. Certain breeds of Border Collie which is they're widely thought to be the most intelligent breed of dog can learn up to a thousand words. And they're beautiful. And they are. Second question. An upright and still tail indicates that a dog is a focused and excited. B. Pensive and introspective. C. Scared and aroused. Or D. Curious and playful. Oh, I like C. Scared and aroused. Is that your final answer? Yes. That's incorrect. It's A, focused and excited. Huh. How fast can a greyhound run? Is it A, 50 miles per hour? Is it B, 65 miles per hour? Is it C, 44 miles per hour? is it D, 37 miles per hour?
1: 37 miles per hour.
0: That is incorrect. It's 44 miles per hour. You are really awful at these. I thought you were a dog person. What happened to that? I didn't say I was a dog scientist. I enjoy dogs,
1: enjoy their company.
0: Okay, you apparently don't enjoy getting dog answers right, though.
1: The, well, I mean, I would enjoy it. I'm just not good at it.
0: All right. <laughs> Number four. How many times more muscles in their ears do dogs have than humans? And I'm, it's, you know, pardon me if the grammar is off. I just, that was the best way I could phrase that. So is it eight twice as many B, three times as many. C, four times as many. Or D, five times as many. Three times. You are zero for four. It's twice as many.
1: Oh, come on. Throw me a bone here.
0: (laughs) Oh. I don't even know what to say to you right now. Hey, man, I think you might be barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> I can't in the face right now. Number five, dogs with erect ears. This is a true or false question, by the way. Dogs with erect ears can hear better than dogs with droopy ears. Is it A, sounds legit, or B, I call BS?
1: Uh, B, because it's unusual.
0: No, that's oh. actually correct. It's true? That is correct. That's it's my, correct. That's like dogs with teeth can
1: eat things better than dogs without teeth. True or false?
0: But it, that is objectively... Oh gosh. How well can you eat things with no teeth? I don't know. It
1: depends on what you're eating. I'm saying a dog, though.
0: But, I mean, a dog with, with teeth can objectively eat things better than a dog with no teeth.
1: Right. But if
0: you asked me that
1: question, I would be like, oh, it seems like it would be obvious that a dog with teeth... Just like it seems like it would be obvious that a dog with ears that stick up. But because the fact that you asked it to me in a trivia challenge makes me think that's not the answer.
0: Well, one, I, I think you're thinking too hard. And two, I think you're just mad because you're not getting these right. Those very well could both be true. Okay. <laughs> Number six. This is also another true or false question. So the question is smaller dog breeds mature faster than larger dog breeds. Is it A? True or B, false?
1: Sure, faster than larger dog breeds.
0: Yes, sir. True. Yes, finally. On the board. Not getting skunked this game. This one's going to screw with you. So, Chihuahua puppies are born with one feature similar to human babies. What is it? Is it A, the inability to lift their own giant heads? D, pointed skulls, C soft bones and or D a soft spot in their skull. <laughs> Does it say giant head? <laughs> or did you add that?
1: <laughs> I kinda added it. You know. Um I'm gonna choose soft spot.
0: In their skull, so that's that your final answer? Oh my gosh, yes. You are correct. <laughs> Woohoo. Okay, all right. So look, we, we we two two of what? What what are we? We two for seven? All right, that's not bad. I mean it's below average, but you know, it is what it is. Okay. This is number eight, question number eight. This breed of dog doesn't bark. Is it A, Greyhound, B, and I think that's pronounced Basenji, C, pulley or D Whippet. It? it is the Basenji. Wow, I'm impressed. How did you know that? Because I used to
1: work at a pet store, and we had Basenjis there.
0: Okay, okay. I don't know what a Basenji looks like. I'm gonna look it up after we're done here. But so they don't bark? No, nope. at all. I can't. I feel like I'm
1: remembering that they do make ah sound, but it's not a bark, and it's it's it's
0: interesting. Okay. Oh wow. They're, they they kind of look like Jack Russells. Okay. That's not a bad looking dog. He looks like he would have all the energy in the world, though. I don't think I would want to take care of a dog like that. I just want a fat, lazy dog that would lay on the couch with me and watch Netflix.
1: Corgi. Get yourself a Corgi.
0: All right. Number nine. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the dog with the longest ears ever was a bloodhound named Tigger, like whose friend? How long were his ears? Is it A, 13 inches? Is it B, 9 inches? Is it C, 12 inches? Or is it D, 15 inches?
1: This is the problem with a four, (laughs) for this question, like four answers. And and three of them are 12, 13, and 15. Like, that's like just, it's a crapshoot.
0: That's kind of the point. 13 inches. That is correct. It is 13 inches. I'm a wizard. Okay, so this last question is, this one This one, I think is going to stump you. You know, I wish there were stakes here. I wish there were like really high stakes and like a really terrible shake you could drink if you lost this challenge. But we don't have that. And even if we did, folks listening wouldn't be able to see it. So it wouldn't be worth it. I can but, make noises like I have to drink clam juice or something. What would that even sound like?
1: Oh, oh clam juice is disgusting. Oh no, I'm not enjoying this. See, it's like it's like a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: This is the last question. Number ten. Straight in Moscow have learned the skill to help them find food. Is it A opening dumpsters? Is it B begging tourists? Is it C riding the subway or is it D breaking? It in? I have read this
1: article and it is riding the subway.
0: I, was, <laughs> I really thought I was gonna get you with that one.
1: I don't know. That was amazing though when I read that. It's incredible. Like they even if they have to get off on multiple like they don't just get on and get off wherever. Like they know which stops are theirs. It's crazy.
0: I, I need to, I need to I need to go and read that article myself. And I, I imagine that that dogs who have puppies probably pass that trait down to their puppies because I, I read somewhere that little traits like that can get passed from one generation oh, to the next.
1: Lamarckian biology that's been disproven. Get out of here with your learned traits being passed on to the next generation. That, you was, know what? that was a solid scientific burn for all of our intellectual listeners. You're welcome.
0: You have dishonored me.
1: <laughs> no, it looks like
0: it's it's appropriately time for you to be put on Shame Bench. All right. Okay. So what do you have for
1: us today? Well, loyal listeners, Ma, Moda Zyphus, which is a combination of Mosey and uh, Boda Zyphus, which is the, uh, one of my favorite characters from one of my favorite movies. All right. So in keeping with the pet theme for this week's Shame Bench, We're going to have three examples of shameful pet-related items, and uh, I'm going to need you to just tell me which person, or it might be the owner, um, deserves to be put on shame bench for their uh, action.
0: So you're going to, like last week, you're going to read these all to me, and then I have to choose at the end?
1: Yes. Yes, sir. It's not one Because only one person can go on shame bench. Only one of the selected three stories.
0: Why can't I put them all on shame? If they're all shameful, can I put them all on shame bench? I need you to
1: make a choice, make a decision. This is part of being a grown-up, is knowing you can't have everything.
0: But I have decided that they should all go on shame bench. Or what if I have this? That's my decision. Well,
1: no. Like the little little boy who can't have everything on the dessert tray.
0: You need to make, choose one. Choose one, Momo. And then that's what we'll go with. I will always choose the strawberry cheesecake. Strawberry cheesecake. Yeah, don't get weird about it. (laughs) Oh, no. I, I think I just heard somebody's feelings when I said strawberry cheesecake. All right. So,
1: for our first story, we have Cape Coral, Florida. Set, set your mind. I'm setting the scene for you. Um, there is a woman who owns an African gray parrot. I don't know if you've ever seen this before. You can search for them on the web. Beautiful looking animals. I actually have to take care of one that was uh, a new hatchling when we, at the pet store when I worked there. It was so cool. Feeding with a little mouth dropper every day. They are super smart. And they are, they do the one thing that you think of when you think of parrots. What is that thing?
0: I'm repeating everything you see.
1: Yes, they are very smart and they can learn to make sounds. So this African gray, his name is Zazu. I'm assuming after the delightful bird in the Lion King. Of course. So Zazu um, was making noises and the they called they called domestic animal services on her owner because the bird was barking. It learned to bark from other people's dogs and it kept barking and her neighbor called Lee County domestic animal services for nuisance barking. (laughs) That's funny. I guess what it is, she actually keep the dog outside. She's in Florida. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a tropical area, whatever. So, it's, it's her neighbors called animal services because her dog, her bird was barking outside.
0: <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you who gets, who, who is, um, who is in a potential running for shame edge? Is it the bird? Is it the owner? Or is it the people who call the police on the the bird? In this one,
1: we're going to look at, uh, Zazu's neighbors. So the, the, the neighbors that would have called the, uh, animal services.
0: Uh, so I I mean I guess I guess the whole phenomenon of people calling the police on um creatures of color for no reason isn't isn't limited to just humans.
1: I don't think that we should go there, Mosey. <laughs> <laughs> well, Next story well, is uh takes place in Fort Lauderdale, uh also Florida. What is up <laughs> what is up, Florida, man? This one might touch some nerves with some people. So if you were to hear a story that said something attacked and killed by dogs, and then someone said, I will give you $50 if you can identify the breed of dog that was attacking whatever, what breed of dog would you guess?
0: So um, yeah, this is going to hurt somebody's feelings, but I feel like I'm going to have to go for a dog that's that's um that tends to be or has been known to be aggressive and attack i would say it was some some kind of bully breed like a like a pit bull or a star staffordshire an american bulldog or one of those big dogs i mean i'm probably wrong but that's where my mind would go because that's typically what you tend to see yeah no that's that's
1: exactly what it is and uh i actually you know to preface this my brother has like uh adopted a rescue uh pit bull and she's adorable and friendly however um generally speaking if you were to guess you hear a dog attack story and you guess pit bull, you're not going to be you're going to be right 95 percent of the time this situation in fort lauderdale uh, a woman owns a pomeranian and that poor little pom pom was attacked and killed by two pit bulls. um the neighbor lives around the corner and uh the woman actually was with the dog holding her Pomeranian, but the, two, the other two pit bulls were attacking and it just like tore it out of her hands. And then uh, it was dead.
0: At first, I was going to say maybe the Pomeranian had it coming. But then when I heard two pit bulls, I'm like, nah, that's just overkill.
1: Here's the, the end of the story. So the dogs, generally in those situations when I hear about it, the dog will get put down. But that's usually if it attacks a person. So in this situation, the dogs have not been remanded into to be, you know, uh, what is the word that they use when they kill dogs? Euthanize. But apparently uh, the, the county animal organization, there was eight citations, four for the dog bites, two for failure to register the dogs, and two for failure to provide rabies vaccines. But the dogs are still there. So, I mean, with this one, you can either pick, I think it's kind of, Poor idea to let dogs who murdered another dog just to to not have any repercussions for that. So you could either pick the Broward County animal care or the owner who apparently left their dogs off leash enough so that they could attack and kill another dog.
0: Okay, hold up. So they just got cited, the lady just got cited for what again? Uh, The dog bites.
1: Dog bites. Dog bites, two for failure to register the dogs, and two for failure to provide rabies vaccines.
0: Okay. So, so the so dog bites, like, okay, did how did they how did they kill this Pomeranian if they just bit it? Like, did they bite it with their mouths? I mean, yeah, but did it? I mean, I guess the way it's phrased, dog bites, I feel like it's just I know it's obviously not just a bite or two bites. The dog was probably bitten to death, which is a messed up way to go if you really think about it. But sure, so that this Pomeranian was savaged by these two dogs, it was savaged.
1: I don't know how they came up with four four citations for bites, but that is awful. The sad one now, this is the gross. This will be the gross one. This one is Cardiff. This is so, this is UK. A woman has been banned from keeping animals after leaving how many? How many of these animals, a certain number of animals, in conditions so squalid that the animal rescue squad that came to her place had to wear oxygen masks? So first you need to guess what animals she could have had a large number of, and then I want you to guess the number
0: of them. Easy. It's probably cats, and it's probably like, I'm thinking maybe a hundred (laughs) cats.
1: It's not cats. It is actually guinea pigs. Oh. Little known fact about guinea pigs, I was a small animal specialist, so I'll just let you, you know, guinea pigs actually should be sold in pairs, because guinea pigs are, there it's actually, I think, it might be in Europe or in the UK, at least the UK, um, it's, by law, you have to sell guinea pigs in pairs, because they can become very depressed if they're kept by themselves. But, so she had 29 guinea pigs, oh. and if you look at the pictures it's just disgusting if you can imagine so uh, what do you normally what have you seen when you put uh like in a getting like a small animal cage what do they
0: have in that like for the the bedding okay so before i answer that interesting story budgies <laughs> aka lovebirds also have to be sold in pairs and i remember when i was a child growing up in guyana my dad my dad kept two budgies and one morning he cleaned out he was cleaning out the cage and one of them escaped. And the next one died like a week later. Oh, goodness.
1: That's awful. In, in uh, the U.S., we don't call them budgies. We call them parakeets. Lovebirds are a completely different animal. Yes, budgies are called parakeets. So if you're ever... You can, some people do, like, enthusiasts will call them budgies. Because it's, it's one of those things like where the entire rest of the world calls it one thing. And the U.S. just calls it something else. So but, maybe
0: uh, maybe it was lovebirds that he had, and not parakeets slash budgies. But going back to your question, don't they shred up? They shred up newspapers and put that in the cage, right? Sometimes it's newspapers. Um, more expensive stuff will be like pine pine chips, sawdust. Um,
1: not sawdust, but like um actual like chips of the wood or for for bedding or or hay. So this woman, the pictures of it, literally there's rooms with like shin high just piles of hay. And disgusting. You know how cobwebs can collect dirt and stuff in the air? These brown and greenish cobwebs hanging all over the walls. And, you know, then guinea pigs running all over the place. It is the most, like, I can almost, it's so disgusting. I can almost smell it through the picture. And I hope that our listeners aren't smelling it through this recording. It's that disgusting.
0: You just ruined dinner for me, but. a woman was. Handed a two-year conditional discharge
1: and banned from keeping all animals for a decade. And fined 300 pounds, which is about, what, $450, something like that.
0: All right. Okay. So, hmm, that's a tough one. The first one wasn't even all that bad. That was actually kind of funny.
1: Rude neighbors barking parrot. Then the second story, this is just recap for, for our listeners. Rude parrot with the uh, the rude barking Barking parrot neighbors call the uh, animal services. Second one is bad neighbor with two pit bulls mauls pomeranian to death, and then the third one is woman in just the most disgusting conditions imaginable keeps twenty nine guinea pigs uh, until the town or government takes it away from her.
0: Man, that's 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 tough because I really I really hated that story with the pit bulls, but this lady with the this lady with the with the guinea pigs also, I think that's really freaking disgusting. But if I had to, if I had to make a choice, which you do, I'm gonna go with animal murder. I think that was just awful, and she definitely should have gotten more citations than animal bites and the failure to registration, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think she should have paid some damages to that lady too, to at least get another dog or something. So that is my decision. Murderous pit bulls and and negligent owner, shame bench.
1: (laughs) I think I have to agree with you.
0: Right. So, well, there we have it. Uh, That was was actually a fun little discussion, not that I didn't expect that it would be, but that kind of took us to some places where I didn't expect that we would have gone today.
1: Yeah, and if you guys have any stories about um, great pets that you have, (laughs) You can obviously tell me why I'm completely wrong about cats. um, Or if you have any crazy stories about pets that you had or that you heard about that you think would be great, please just uh, tweet us.
0: And um, so what are we going to – what are we talking about next week? Do you remember? I think next week we're going to discuss
1: blemishes, pimples, bowls. Isn't that
0: what – they? Did I misread that? You did. I don't know where you got that from. I think you need to get off. You need to, you know, put the bong away. <laughs> uh, no, next week we're actually gonna be talking about aliens. Like not, Alien. not not people from not your country, like actual aliens. So do you <gasps> what? Game over, man. Game over. Oh, we're not talking about the second movie in the Alien franchise. No, we are not. When the, because I could do that for forty-five minutes as well. I could too. Is one of actually one of my favorite franchises. But we're going to be talking about aliens as in extraterrestrials, um, a- ancient aliens. Doctor Ari. I'm sorry. What's the dude's name? Tsukalos. Doctor Tsukalos, the dude with the crazy hair who always comes. Always pops up in the memes. Him. And, and those kinds of aliens. So we're going to talk about some of the the weirdest experiences that um, people have had with UFOs and or aliens. And we're also going to be sharing. I know I wish I could see some of our stories, but there's really just one story that I myself have um, that I have to share one experience that I had. And it, it, I mean, well, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So
1: we'll research a bunch of cool stories and share those ones with you and stuff.
0: Right. And um, guys, as well, if you have UFO stories or just stories of really weird things like that, that that, you know, you think might have been UFO related, you you know, please share those with us so we can share that with with other people. You can submit those stories to us by email at uh, breadfruitjuice at gmail.com or you can just tweet us at Breadfruit Show and uh, breadfruitace Ace. And uh, of course, we'll share them. If we have enough, we'll share those next week. So until next time, this is Mosi. And yeah, this is Ace. Have a great day. And that's the show guys. Thanks for listening in and remember you can tweet us at Breadfruit Show and Breadfruit Ace if you want to keep in touch. Feel free to send us ideas for future shows and things you might want us to discuss. We want to hear from you. You can also check us out at soundcloud.com slash breadfruit hyphen juice and anchor.fm slash breadfruit juice. Until next time.